0: Of cultivate and keep, where we talk about what it means to be a man as a Christian, and today I have with me. <coughs> <laughs> you missed your cue, bro.
1: My bad. Um It's your favorite one, Jeremy, with your second favorite now,
0: <laughs> Nick, Nick Lowden, <laughs> and your Louden. third favorite Corey. <laughs> oh, What's my us. bad, Corey? That's my bad. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everyone. Thanks for uh listening to us yet again. Uh, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic today. But before we get into that, I want to do a quick housekeeping item. We're still working on our slash favorites page. If you don't know what that is, uh, we're working on a single page where we have a whole list and directory of our favorite resources. They could be books or apps or websites, other podcasts. Um, This can't be, you know, this. we're not exclusive. Like, you don't just have to listen to Cultivate and Keep. There's other ones too. (laughs) But if you have any suggestions, please email them to us or you can find us on social media and give us a dm um but otherwise
1: I want to say it's uh safe to say that we're always going to be working on, on that list yeah, we're so we will never like complete that um i think every episode that's going to be in the announcement <laughs> right? yeah i mean
0: well for a while cuz we're, we're we're definitely building it out it's at a really good place now and Nick still hasn't looked at it, which is a shame, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's true. i <laughs> are not lying. But uh, feel free to send it to our way. And um, that'll be a cool page for us to kind of have and resort to lots of good books on there. Cool. Yeah. Lots of good stuff on there. So a lot of stuff that, well, I'm actually really surprised because I feel like as we started building it out, it was like, oh, like there's this really cool podcast, like becoming soil, becoming good soil. And then I found shout this other one. A, uh, Zach Hayes, if you're listening for shout the out. reference. Um, anyways, cool. Hold okay. on, that's
1: like a real shout out because he actually listens. That's so true. He'll hear that and be like, "What's up?" A
0: real shout out to <laughs> Zach Hayes For the reference on our slash favorite page, it's the Becoming Good Soil podcast. You Love know, another guys. good
1: way to get a shout out is to become a supporter on one and only Patreon.
0: Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop <Cool>. there. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's okay. your time to sell, bro. Continue.
1: I don't want to be too like salesy. Okay. You
0: know? If you're interested. And supporting and helping us in our mission, you can go to slash support and then I'll take you straight there.
1: Yeah, to Patreon.
0: Yep. I did some some magic website <coughs> redirecting wizardry just right, for you right, guys. You're so, done. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to, ready to yeah, rock? Take it, favorite. Cool. Intro us.
1: Dude, come on. I was just playing. Okay. All right, Nick. What are we talking <laughs> about today? <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, on, man. <laughs> what um, okay, fine. wasn't ready. No, I was not. I was just listening, he wasn't casually me.
2: listening. I felt like I wasn't he was even tuning in. It. Yeah. Um, so, we're talking today about being a provider. Mm. Um, preach, um, preach. Mm, mm. fire. uh <laughs> Preach it. Um, so we're talking about being a provider. Um, I feel like this is a super relevant topic, um, just because men are all men are called to be a provider in one way or or another. Um, Most of us in many different ways. Um, And I feel like it's also super relevant because Corey and I are both recently married. I was married about seven months ago. I think seven months today. Uh, Oh, yesterday. Dang it. (laughs) Corey's correcting me. I'm with my (laughs) yesterday, Nicholas, seven months and Corey's was eight months. That's why he beat me by a month. (laughs) Um, And Jeremy's like getting married soon. So it's a super relevant topic for us. Um,
1: One thing I wanted to say was right off the bat, uh, I think when most of us think of being a provider, um, you think like financially as a man um, and like like I think of like literally providing like a place to sleep in a house and food to eat. Um, but in our notes, and one thing we kind of put, uh, put down and have been talking through is just how being a provider is much more than like the physical essence of it. And so we'll get, we'll get into that. But mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there that if you are tempted to hit skip or go on to the next episode, don't because we have some good content. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I was, you know how you like start talking you don't know where it's going to go? That I just, just don't start talking. Just don't just like start <laughs> talking unless you know where it's going. I just stop. Like, guys, save me. No one did.
0: So. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> I just, we were just there to watch and laugh. But anyways, <laughs> um, I think it's a super relevant topic because uh, being a provider is sort of like it's very deeply rooted in who you're supposed to be as a man and your job as a man and um, I think especially your job as a husband, and that was definitely one of the things uh that I was feeling when I got married eight months ago was I have to take on this whole new identity and responsibility as a husband and one of those primary things being a provider and I was like wow like actually a lot rides on me now like it really is kind of it's up to me and I will gladly take that responsibility but it's up to me to provide a place to sleep at night and up to me to provide food on the table and up to me to pay the bills and up to me to make the bank account, you know, go up and to the right and not down and in in the negative. Um, But it's a super relevant topic. And I think that's, it's something that everyone experiences, obviously, but not something that not everyone talks about and something that not everyone maybe talks about kind of the struggles and the hardship of, of taking on that thing. Because I know that when I first became a husband, it was like sort of the shock of like, wow, like a lot rides on Mm -hmm. me and like, this is scary. I don't know if you felt that way, but
2: yeah. Yeah, I think I did. It was more like I, old stuff because you because you already started. You had already started the job that you're in. Yeah. Kind of. So it was kind of like you just start start to see like what you've like been preparing for like come to fruition, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh wait, there's there's even more than I had anticipated. Yeah, totally. Um, like even financially, you're like, oh, if I make like this much, I'll be good, right? And even then, it's like, but <laughs> I should try to make more <laughs> yeah. all the time, you know? Like, not to saying like, oh, just pursuing money is the best, but like, just knowing, like, okay, this is probably a good amount for me to like provide. And like, I feel like since getting married, it's like, but I should always be striving for like the next thing.
0: Hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, totally. Jeremy, what do you feel about being a provider?
1: Well, I was just thinking, um, it's like not being married yet. I, I can anticipate it, but, um, like, that's coming up pretty soon for me. So I'm starting to think through, like, okay, I'm hearing you guys talk about, like, what kind of hit you and the struggles. So I'm like, hmm, like, what's going to hit me? You know, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> um, I'm not, like, super, like, concerned or whatever, like, financially. I kind of th- never really have been. I've always kind of had the mindset of, like, it's going to take care of itself. And I'm sure, like, when I get married, like, I will have those moments of, like, oh, crap. Like, you know, I need to make more money kind of thing. But um, I'm like more concerned of, like, the other side of it, like, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm I don't know I think I know that I think <laughs> be careful but what I want to say is I think men in general are I would say are less high maintenance than women are and we can get by with I would just say less stuff and less I mean even like things like what's for dinner like I'm just gonna have a out, I'm fine like I don't <laughs> need a healthy like you know <laughs> every balance, night <laughs> you know like, like right now being engaged with Connie that like that's the point of like you know conflict that often is like she wants to eat healthy and i'm like what's cheapest and convenient?" Is yeah. all i care about <laughs> yeah and so like that comes up or you know just um like small things like you know we're getting ready we're kind of prepping our home for being married and so we're buying decorations and like the fancy sheets and all You're that like, of stuff i don't care i don't yeah care. and i'm I don't like care. dude <laughs> like this, this is a lot of money like i don't <laughs> care like so even like that area like i think learning for me like I'm going to have to learn quickly <laughs> like what is important for her and I need to be w- be willing to provide in that mm-hmm. way, whether it's so more than just financially, but just like what's, imp- what does she like to do? Like what, what's going to make her happy to decorate the home or like yeah. eat good food or you know, whatever it is. Like I have to provide that for her and be being willing to recognize what's important and then to do it. So that's, what's going through my head right now. You're just so beginning. You're I just know. starting. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just a little baby, little baby hatchling. I'm so glad that you mentioned that though, because I remember when uh, when we got engaged and we had you know a year so we had a a year long engagement and so basically that what that meant to me was I had a year to save up for our wedding and to be able to save up enough to be able to move out and and start providing financially and one of the solutions that I came up with was that a couple times a week instead of going out and having kind of a normal dinner I was going to go to the cheapest Mexican place I can go to. His and 99 cent a bean and rice burrito. Dude, $1.49. $1 <gasps> so Is it Taco Bell? I, no, <laughs> no, no. I remember Dude, shout that out to story. Roberto's in El Cajon because <laughs> I saved <laughs> he so took much me there, money.
1: Dude. Yeah, dude, I did. He was excited. He like called me up, like, dude, like, <laughs> <Bean> <laughs> 40. Like, yeah. I remember
0: that. I've, yeah, it's funny. But it's so funny. Bec- and so I did that and it definitely worked very well. I saved a lot of money. From not like going out and spending ten dollars on a meal instead of you know only I was only spending a dollar forty nine.
2: Did you take Monique there with
0: dude, you? You could have no. 10 meals. Oh, maybe a couple times. <laughs> a couple? Maybe a couple? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, she's down with a bean and rice burrito too. But like
1: that's a great example of like as a dude. Like, yeah, like you just naturally you do what care, you gotta yeah. do, and yeah, you, like and I'm just kind of gonna thing. survive mm-hmm. and like
0: the bare minimum requirement. Like we're just we can tend to be cavemen and not think <laughs> about like. Your body. The more, yeah, the, your body, like the planning side of it, like what's good for me? What does my wife think? Like, how should I be thinking about this? And even then, like being a provider to me, like that was probably like the dumbest solution I can come up with. Like I, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you could no, make a I, quesadilla. It probably costs you like five cents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, even then I can't cook, which is probably a flaw in my whole, like being a provider as a husband and uh, and Monique rags on me about that. I need to learn how to cook. I literally know nothing. That's a whole nother story.
1: I made dinner last night for Connie. Wow. And she gave me eight out of 10.
0: I feel so bad. She's eight out nice. of 10. That's
1: but, high. Okay, well, I was expecting let me like back three. up. three. So, <laughs> what'd you make though? I made <laughs> breakfast for dinner because- oh, that's, <laughs> that's a no, cop out, dude. Listen, <laughs> that's, that's literally all I could make. <laughs> it was bomb. I put like sausage in it and egg and like onions and peppers Salt and pepper. It was good. <laughs> wait, what? Salt, and pepper salt doesn't, doesn't, wait, what's the other one? As an ingredient. Um, so today talking about being a provider. <laughs> let's move on. Okay, uh, uh, anyway. okay. No, you I'll,
0: need to segue us out of that because there's, n- there's no coming back. No, I had something
2: I was gonna say for real about what you were saying earlier. Okay, go for it. Um so you were kinda talking about like the differences between like providing like financially and like how you were thinking like I'm more concerned about, you know, figuring out how to f- provide emotionally and you know what however else Mm. and i to me they're like they're all connected like you can provide in one way and if you're not providing in the other there's i feel like there's a couple like foundational things like physic, like providing like you know physical space and a um you know money and like you know those types of things um like that'll be totally diminished if you're not also providing emotionally like you have to kind of like they work together as one so Mm. um I mean, and this this is kind of like in the context of marriage specifically, but there's other ways, obviously, to be a provider as like a young man. But yeah. um, I think those two things, like if you don't have one, you can't have the other. Like they work together.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I think w- when I say like not, I think financially providing the way I think about it is like I'm not concerned because. I feel like that's an easier fix. Like, yeah. I mean, I think there's more practical ways that I could find, I could find a way to make more money if I have to, but I think really uncovering and learning how to provide on the other side of the spectrum of, you know, emotionally, spiritually, I think that's harder to figure out. And I think for myself, I foresee that being like the bigger issue for me, um, of like really understanding the needs of my wife and you know, on that side of it, and how, how do I figure that out and how do I do it? You know?
0: Yeah. Well, even as we're talking, I'm realizing sort of how I think about it and the flaws of, i'm thinking about being a provider and i think very like naturally by default we think of being a provider as even solely being financially and then mm-hmm. and then like if you're a man and you're providing financially then you can like check the box and like just move on and move on yeah like okay i'm doing what i'm supposed to like nothing else is required of me and it sort of goes back to that like just taking the path of least resistance like i'm only going to do what's easiest i'm only going to do what's required of me and what's And if it's, if what's only required of me is to provide financially, Mm -hmm. then like, that's all I'm going to do. And then that's all I'm going to do as a man. I'm only going to provide financially. And then you, like you said, you miss out on all the other aspects of like, oh, I, I need to provide spiritually. I need to provide emotionally. I need to provide and like be connected to people. But you don't, I didn't think about that kind of naturally i only really thought about the financial aspect of it
2: have have you, either of you guys read the love languages mm-hmm. yes okay so this uh, i feel like interesting yeah it like fits perfectly into that like mm. these are the ways that you emotionally provide so like for example um Brittany's like acts of service quality time those are some of her like bigger ones so mm. if i'm like kind of like you're saying like if i'm like okay checks coming in the mail we're great like check the box but i'm not like we're not having, you know, like sitting down and like talking with her about her day and like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's bothering you? <laughs> Why like, did how your voice
0: you? changed so much when you? Yeah,
2: when I'm <laughs> talking about this, your day. This <laughs> is <how laughs> this is how I talk to Vinny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, or like spending the time when she's not around to like, you know, do whatever as like an act of service. Like if I'm not speaking those languages, like that's me not emotionally providing for mm-hmm. her, and like at that point she'll feel like it doesn't matter i could bring in a check that's twice as big and she'll be like well but yeah, i'm who is would amazing? still suck yeah right. i haven't seen you like it doesn't matter
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. jeremy quiz what's what's connie's love <laughs> languages? Ooh, i'm
1: on this order
2: <laughs> all of them on like like in rank, one to yeah. five yeah
1: Ooh. <laughs> i don't well i only know the top two but i could probably figure them out well, okay. Okay. same okay. as Bruni, so it's i think first is quality time and then acts of service um and I think third was words of affirmation, but I highly disagree with that one. That's probably her You disagree with I her. I think that's probably which? her last one. Uh-huh. I mean you just compliment like, her, I mean, <laughs> she's like be quiet. And she <laughs> says that. She knows like that's for sure not my third. Um so I think it's uh uh quali- so quality time, extra service, uh I think physical touch and then either gifts or a- uh affirmation, like Words yeah. of
0: affirmation. That well yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up. So Monique's are quality time, physical touch, and then I think words of affirmation, uh, acts of service and gifts. Mm-hmm. And ours are in the exact same order, which has been been really Whoa, good for us. Yeah, like, like
2: that's cool. We could set you up. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know. Perfect.
0: But it it's also challenging too because um then when I'm not providing like then it, it hurts both of us. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not just like a like one's missing out. It's like we're both we're both missing out. But then when it's good, like when I am providing or when she's also providing the quality time and physical touch or words of affirmation, whatever it is, then like it's it's great for both of us. And we both get to experience that together. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. But uh, well, in reverse. So what are your um, love languages?
2: Oh, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> words of affirmation is like. So we took the quiz because we're going back through the book mm. with like a with we like should. a growth group um, and. My number one is words of affirmation and I interest it's like on a one to 12 score scale or whatever yeah, yeah. and it's 12 and 12 oh, is wow. like my next one highest one is like seven. Mm-hmm. So it's words wow. of affirmation um, Physical touch quality time acts of service and then gifts is last gifts. The,
0: I got like a one We're the exact yeah. same <laughs> <laughs> Where is Oh Oh, it is true. I could see that between both of you. Hey Jeremy.
2: I think you're really great <laughs> oh, you Speaking know, his language you're the best, <laughs> man.
0: <You're the> best. <laughs> Corey, like what's Corey's again? Oh, quality time. Quality time. Well, we're already doing we're that. Already so, doing right <laughs> now, yeah. so easy enough. Physical touch though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> Thank, you, <too. laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Um, okay, those are those are great great points. Um So, okay. Oh yeah. I wanted to make a point, that's cool before. Oh yeah, go on. Um, go it.
1: It's not cool. Dude, affirm me. but I'm bunch. Um, um Okay, sorry, lost my point. Um, you made a comment about having the same uh, love languages, kind of it's good and bad, but it's bad in the sense that uh, when you're let down, you're both let down. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, I was kind of thinking about that. We, we put this in our notes, but the idea of, so for men, we know just as like women want to be cared for and provided for, like that's naturally in them. For us, um, it's in us that we as men um, like w- want to provide. Like that's just naturally in who we are. And when we don't do that, when we're not providing, Nick, you said this, um, like, we're letting ourselves down and really our spouses down as well. And um, I think that begs the question. So if you find yourself in a position to where you're not providing, whether financially, spiritually, whatever it is, like, what do you do about that? What do you, Hmm. how do you address that with your wife and, um, yeah, like, within your own heart? How do you work on that?
0: Are you asking me specifically? I mean, just
1: for conversation. So, yeah, I don't
0: think you expect yet expect you to have the answer but like let's right talk about that. well like the book says in the love languages book um which i think is in the favorites page if you want to go check it out <laughs> but uh but like it says you need to speak the other person's love language how they want to be loved and not just how you want to be loved so for us like i said it's a little easier because we both kind of speak the same quote language per se but for example if yours is words of affirmation and hers is quality time then how you would naturally want to be loved and provide love is through like affirming her and Connie, you're so pretty or thanks for doing this or, you know, you're so great at this, whatever it is. But really what you need to be doing is spending quality time with her and watching a movie or going out on a date. And so I think it's just like one recognizing how do I need to be providing for this other person and not just for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to two, like we as men, we could just, Eat our dollar forty nine burritos and pizza <laughs> and, and Panda Express and then like sit in the couch and like be cavemen basically, but we need to think about how we can provide for other people too and not just us like not just checking the boxes.
2: Yeah, I I feel like while you were talking about that, it made me think of like like what is the foundation of like being a provider? Like it, to me, like as I was thinking about it, like like there's n- like there's no such thing as being a provider without other people. And without a relationship, right? Like you can provide for yourself or for like like a business or an organization or whatever. But really the foundation of all like a man and his need to be a provider all has to do with his relationship. So it could be a relationship with a spouse, with family members, with a friend, with um, a church community. And like being a good provider is understanding that specific relationship and knowing the best possible way to provide for that person, so like marriage, it's gonna be a lot more in depth, right? You got like, okay, I need to, you know, provide financially, emotionally. Like, there's so many different things that you need to provide in where it's gonna be different depending on every single relationship. But I feel like that, like that kind of ties back to what you're saying about like, um, just like being a provider is kind of like it's just part of our identity and it's part of who we are um, as men. And so like it just being learning to be a good one is understanding each relationship.
0: Yeah. And that brings me to one of the points that I wanted to make, which was that I think, again, naturally, a lot of a man's identity can be wrapped up in his ability to provide. And while it is natural, like God created men specifically to be providers and to be leaders and, you know, to be kind of the breadwinners, quote unquote, and and uh, and make the money. Uh, but also, like, if you're not making the money or you're not providing financially then he might feel like a, a loss of identity or, or a loss of confidence just because you can't provide financially. Right. Even maybe if you could provide spiritually or emotionally, or I guess the point I'm trying to make is like a lot of a man's identity is wrapped up in his ability to provide. And that can be a good thing. Like great. You know, like everything's good. We're checking the boxes, but also like maybe if I'm not, then like I'm a failure. I'm no longer a man. I'm not a good person. Uh, And then, but I mean, on the reverse side too, if you're rich, that doesn't make necessarily make you like a great spiritual or emotional provider. Like you're still have other boxes to check.
2: Um, just like a personal example. I feel like, so it's kind of a funny, like way of looking at it, but me, Brittany and I both work full time, but I work from home. So like I get to work from home. I still like work for like a organization and all that. Right. But, because I work from home, it kind of like, sometimes it feels like, like, oh, okay, like my <laughs> wife's going off to make the money, you know? And like yeah. I'll walk her out to her car and I'm like wearing my sweatpants and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like looking work. around at like That's the other me. buildings and people are probably like, oh, this like, this girl is like the breadwinner whatever. Like he's the loser boyfriend. Yeah, to, like, exactly. I'm like, please, please don't. I'm, I swear, I'm like, have a good job. Um, That's And true. so sometimes it kind of does like, the. it's like a pride thing of like, I feel like I'm less valuable Um, even though like it's a full-time job and like, it's a salary job Mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity. Um, but it definitely like, even something that like, it actually doesn't manifest itself in any real way. Like it actually, the matter. the reality is that we're both working full-time and both make money is like, it doesn't matter. It still feels a little bit and it like already hurts the Mm -hmm. pride, you know? And that's just like shows how much men automatically have a need to like be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Say, say he's yeah, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay sweet dude
0: <laughs> well to some of that point i think you could even just say like being a financial provider isn't a man's sole responsibility it's just maybe the primary or the most it's urgent responsibility
1: yeah. yeah um i think it's easy for most men i mean as we were talking about initially when we thought of the idea of providing i think we all thought financially i mean that's kind of the first thought um so i think as men um, i think we focus the most, if not only on like financially providing. And I think it's common to neglect the other sides um, that we need to provide. And we're talking about it right now, but I think a lot of managers don't even consider the other areas to provide. I think we have the mindset of if um, my family's taking care of financially, if everyone has what they need, you know, clothes on their back, food on the table, I'm doing my job. And I think what we know it expands, you know, much more beyond that.
2: Yeah. There's such a big contrast too between like, like a Christian marriages, idea of like, Oh, I need to provide in all these ways. And like the non, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming the non-Christian marriage, that's probably like, I put, put food on the table. Who cares? Like, and that's probably the
1: response that a lot of men have. Yeah. One thing I've been finding interesting is, um, I've been meeting like a not, lot of people, um, that aren't Christians that, uh, that's not, so the, the structure isn't like, you know, the man provides. It's really that it's like a share, a shared responsibility, if not a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of my coworkers at my last job, um, they kept their money separate, the husband and wife, which I thought yeah. was super odd to me. Like, I, I was shocked when I first, like, found that out, and I started to kind of, like, pay more attention, and I was realizing, like, more and more people that I know, like, are doing that, um, that are married. And I think it's so odd, like, it's separate money, and they talked about, like, wh- the guy was saying, yeah, like, I need extra money, got to buy my, my daughter a, you know, car she's turned 16, whatever, Thinking myself like, what about your wife? Whatever, and like on vedmo I see them like sending each other money for stuff, and I was like, what right. the heck? That's like, crazy. this is weird. Their husband and wife, but it's like taken away. Like, the world's taken away the idea of like the man being the sole, the primary provider. Provider, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and I think some of that too is born of like a a woman's fear of getting a divorce, and then the man mm-hmm. being the sole provider. Like then she either doesn't get anything. Or then like she doesn't like feel like she has any sort of or even if they're not divorced, like she feels like maybe she doesn't have like any say in what they buy or she mm-hmm. doesn't feel like she's contributing. And then you end up separating your bank accounts and keeping all of your finances separate. And then it's robbing the man of his God given responsibility to be a provider, yeah. which kind of just leads in like the snowball effect of the right. man like doing less and less and providing less and less um so maybe we can move on to uh i don't know i think one of the things that i was thinking about was just the idea of um of roles and we're talking about kind of the men and the women and and providing but uh like what are some of the other ways that we provide like specifically not just financially but what are the other ways that we are supposed to provide like tangibly that are spiritual or emotional and in other ways.
2: I think this, I think the one that I for probably forget about the easiest is this, like being a spiritual provider, spiritual leader. Um, and I know that's kind of like something that we like had on our like notes or whatever, but, um, in terms of like p- tangible ways of doing that, I think that like making it a point to pray together and like the man will instigate that like, Hey, let, uh, let's pray together you know, whether it's just you and your wife or it's you and your wife and you have kids or whatever it might be. I feel like, like Brittany and I, we make it a point. We pray every night before we go to bed. And it's just like, we didn't do that right away. Mm-hmm. And it was because it was just like busy, like life. And we just like, didn't think of it. Right. And I, it's on me. Cause I didn't take that find That sorry, financial, that spiritual, um, um, responsibility of, I need to set the tone and then being like, Hey, we need to do this. And then starting to pray together, like, more often realizing this is so much better for our for our marriage mm. so i think that's one tangible way that mm. um maybe if you're out there and you're listening and you're like i want to know how i can better spiritually lead in a marriage that that's a good way to start
0: yeah, yeah. i'll be the first to say like, i need to do that like yeah dude come on <laughs> no I <we're> really <laughs> I'm just like kidding again like it's so ingrained when you think about all the ways that you're supposed to provide and you really just do think like well, like the least I can do is provide financially. And if I don't do the other things, Whatever. at least I'm still like bringing yeah. in the check. But the reality is you do need to actively be providing spiritually and emotionally in other ways.
1: Yeah, Nick, I'm glad you brought this up. I mean, because Corey, we've been talking about this, I think recently about you, you've been sharing, like, you know, how do you lead Monique spiritually? And so it's got me thinking like at soon entering into that season of being married, I wanted to know ahead of time, like, how can I do that? So I'm glad you brought the example of um, as like the man like being the one to instigate it and to start it first and so I think praying is good like what else would you say I was thinking like h- how about like devotions how do you yeah. um, as a man like um, how do you like lead that you know how do you without being like mm-hmm. I told you so kind of person like what can you do to help your wife and you together like grow in that
2: yeah um, I think well first of all just like to affirm kind of what you guys were saying like I I felt like early on, like a month into our marriage, I was like, How do I do this? like wait, what yeah. am I wait what? I haven't even like really figured out how to lead someone spiritually and like someone that I'm married to, you know, like this. Like let
0: alone yourself. Like yeah. you don't have it figured out.
2: Like I'm like, Yeah, I'm like pretty good. Like I got this, <laughs> right? And then you like you it's your responsibility to set the tone for another person. Like maybe you live a small group once and like, Okay, I get it, like people kinda look to you to be the leader, but like this person will look to you every day. Um and that was like I, I we met with like a, a married couple and I was like, I'm like wondering how to do this. Like, can you guys help me? um, And so it started with praying. Right. um. But you kind of asked about like devotions and stuff. Um, For me, that's something that I've always been. It's kind of been easy for me to do. Um, Not like when I first became a Christian, but like developing my relationship with the Lord. It was pretty heavily tied to me reading my Bible specifically. Mm. Um, a lot of people like, you know, they'll go to camp and it's like a, you know, experience with God. And then from there, you're like, I'm a good Christian now. And like, that's pretty common, which is, that's fine. Um, but for me, it was like, I kind of found the Lord through consistently reading and like seeking him personally. Um, and so with that, Brittany has said before, like, I, I can see how you um treat devotions and how it's been so important for you and like she really respects that. So that's a good starting point is like I mean that her attitude de- really does decide like whether or not she can be led. So I mean that's kind of, like it's not really on us but like her being, you know, willing to follow the lead is also important, but then just being consistent in what I've already kind of like started to do, like I still consistently, you know, do my devotions and she sees that and you know she she respects that and knows that okay, like it's it's a motivating thing mm-hmm. for her.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that your 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 response wasn't to like tell her what right. like to do, it's to just do it and then hope hope and know that she's gonna watch you do that and then um, and like along with her attitude, like that's gonna help it. So yeah, that's like good.
0: Yeah. So me and Jeremy have been talking about the idea of like leading by example. Right. Yeah. So again, as a part of like the whole genesis of even this podcast of so just kind of being thrown in the fire and like figuring it out as you go. And one of the things that I feel like has been revealed to me is you really do like I say you don't want to like tell someone here's what you do or like hold me accountable to this but like I just need to start doing it and then that reflects like who I am and that like sets the example for what you're supposed to do and like like I said sets the tone but like even Mm -hmm. if you don't mind me digging into it like when you do do your devotions Mm -hmm. like I mean how does that reflect back to Brittany and like like how do you do like your devotions together quote-unquote
2: yeah it depends. So we don't, we don't have like a consistent, like, Oh, we're going to sit down and read together. Um, we've had, we've had books that we've gone through together mm-hmm. pretty consistently. So we read through, oh. um, we've been through the love languages thing as part of that group. We've done circle maker. Um, and we've also read, we read, I think most of love and respect. And I mm-hmm. think another book too. So we've had like books that we read together, mostly about marriage and things like that. Um, And so that has kind of, like, we do that kind of consistently, like, once a week, making sure that we're reading
0: and we're, like, talking about, you know, whatever we're going through. So Um, you mean, like, you'll be together and, like, reading at the same time mm -hmm. and then, like, hey, did you see what that part said? Or, like.
2: Out loud. uh, We read out loud. We'll even, like, go to, like, a coffee shop and, like, we'll read out loud. Wow. Just, like, sit across from the table or whatever. Um, Most often it's just at home. Like, we'll just, Mm. you know, sit down at, you know, 7 after dinner or something and just read. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And like a lot of the books, like a lot of these books that we go through, they'll have like at the end, like application questions. Like for example, the love languages one is like, it asks you specific questions or oh, it gives yeah. you examples of how to perform that love language. Um, and so it kind of like spells it out. And so we'll talk through those. And then it says like, what's well, an example of, you know, how you would, per, you know, <laughs> do an act of service or whatever it might be. And so that's, I mean, that's a little bit more of like a soft example of that because it's not like the like, reading our Bible together, reading through a book of the Bible, you know, studying it. um But I think that's like, I I don't think that that's that's a little bit more tougher ground to f- figure out how to do. Because to me, I'm like, I feel like I'm I have n- some knowledge, but I'm feel like I'm learning still a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. this is God we're talking about. <laughs> like, you don't just figure it out. And so I f- still feel like I'm not fully knowledgeable to be like Brittany. Let me teach you this. You know, like where I know that there's other other marriages where the man is very like she, he feels like he can almost like deliver a message Hmm. to his wife where I feel like I can encourage and I can support and I can guide, but I'm not like at the point where I'm teaching. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's where an area for me to grow in. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I mean, that's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, just in this whole idea of like providing and especially getting into the whole like spiritual side of it. Um, I think if you uh, kind of going back to a little bit of like the God-given responsibility, um, but first Timothy five, eight says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And again, I think by default, we can think of that in terms of financially, but if you look at that verse in the context of financially and spiritually and emotionally, and then when it says, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Like that really is very tangible. If you're not like, I I feel the pressure of if I'm not providing spiritually and I'm not helping my wife and cultivating like my family's faith, then like I'm failing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's definitely like a failure even more so than financially.
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind of tied to that. Like, you're going to provide like as a man, you'll want to provide and you're going to do that in some ways. But if you don't prioritize where you're providing first and foremost, then it, it's going to hurt you. It's hmm. so like your marriage has to, you know, your relationship with God and your marriage are like that's if you do not provide and like really focus on those
1: areas, the other ones will will hurt. Yeah. yeah it also has me thinking like um, the idea of if someone who's providing for, you know, others before their wife. So maybe just friends or other activities they're involved in like giving mm. those things a priority over um you know, the person that they, they're supposed to, you know, love first is <laughs> I, w- I want to say a big no no, which sounds funny, but oh, it's a no, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I popped it popped in my head. Um but I, f- I feel like for me, that's not, not being married yet, but that's an issue that we we kind of will um come to me and Connie is that I tend to overcommit myself to stuff and being really involved with a lot of things that it's easy for stuff to take priority over my time with her and that's like I shouldn't that's a no no I shouldn't be doing that <laughs> yeah. and so uh, no I no, can Jerry. imagine <laughs> hey chill but I can imagine like once we're married how much that's gonna increase it become more of an issue if I don't learn to do that now so hmm. yeah I've I've said that a, a lot of people are like so how's married life and I'm I feel like
2: sometimes I'm like well and I've said this multiple times the hard stuff gets harder and the the good stuff gets better. Like that's just kind of how it's like, that's so true. Just more of everything kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like an example of what you're talking about. Like if you kind of see like, Oh, there's this small problem, right. In like a relationship, like when you get married, it's just going to be like a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And one of my notes was uh, like remembering that God is the ultimate provider. So like it's easy for us to think, well, I bring in the check, like it's on me. I'm the provider, but in all reality, everything that we have and that we own is all given by God and that we're just kind of this vessel that God gives through us. Um, But also if you, if you keep going into that whole analogy, you can even get into how, you know, we are, uh, we're the bride of Christ. And so, you know, Jesus and God obviously is our spiritual leader and our spiritual provider. And, but also like if Christ is the provider for the church, and we are the bride of the church, then like we are supposed to be the provider for our wives. Just like yeah. that synonymous relationship, just like the, the marriage is supposed to be a representation of us in Christ. Like we need to be providing for our wives and our family.
2: You know, like, like, like it says, you know, like he gave his life, you know, up for her. Mm, um, yeah. And like, that's the ultimate form of provision, right? Yeah. Like us being willing to give up our entire lives for, um, our spouse is mm. like the ultimate way to provide for them. Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah. Um, maybe this is a little bit of a, of a segue, but I heard an interesting statistic from. Uh, do you guys know PragerU? I think you do, no. right? Do you know PragerU? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so Prager University. Dennis Prager. I actually don't. I think he was like a college professor or something. I don't really know. I, don't I, I really just know. I've heard of it. Okay, it's a great website for all things, life, and especially politics. But they published this kind of, um, this little infographic, but it says three simple rules to escape poverty. So this is in the context of providing financially. And it says one, keep a full-time job, two, graduate high school or equivalent, and three, wait to have children until you're married and older than 21 years of of age. And then it follows with these statistics and it says, Americans who followed all three of these rules, 75% join the middle class or higher, and only 2% live in poverty. And then it says, Americans who followed none of the rules, 7% join the middle class or higher, Jeez. and 76% live in poverty.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the reason why I mentioned that was because I think it was either your dad, Jeremy, or um, or Chris George. But I was stuck with me, and, and he said, whoever, which one it was, he said, sometimes in, to be successful in life, all you have to do is avoid making the big mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it was just so clear to me, like, oh, like that's so true, because... <laughs> think about all like the big mistakes really it's not like oh i don't make like enough money it's always like i have so much debt mm-hmm. or like i had this car that i bought or it's that um i have like this bad relationship or I have this can't divorce a like job or whatever. yeah i can't find a job can't keep a job i'm only working part-time i'm working in this field that doesn't pay as much as it should but really to provide financially sometimes all i have to do is just not yeah. make the big mistakes um, and I feel like those three are especially true. Like keep a full-time job, graduate from high school. Like it's literally just get your education and then wait to have children until you're married and older than 21. Like those will set you up for success in mm-hmm. so many different ways. And in a similar kind of analogy, the, there's a, probably a couple simple rules for providing financially or sorry, providing spiritually and emotionally, like read and pray with your wife, do your devotions, like be involved church, in church. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, speak your spouse's love language and you just don't make the big mistakes.
1: And they're great predictors of success.
0: Yeah. And like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay.
1: I'm pretty sure that was my dad. It sounds like, I think it, it was your dad. Yeah. It sounds like him. Yeah. That was yeah. my dad.
0: <laughs> Shout out to, uh, Steve. St- Steven. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> <Steve-o>. <laughs> All right. Awesome. You guys have any concluding thoughts?
1: I I had a question I wrote down and we've kind of talked about it, but just kind of like, how does this apply to the man that's not married? Like how, mm. I mean, obviously, yeah, I think about it and prepare, but like practically like what can be done now? I mean, especially if you're not like in, um, like you're not engaged or dating anyone, just, you know, you're single. Like how does this apply? What, what can be done at this point?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, a lot of it has to do with preparation. So again, thinking in mind of, like knowing what to expect, first of all. And, and so uh, knowing what to expect. And then second of all, uh, just kind of learning by doing and kind of trial by fire. So put yourself in a situation where you're practicing those things that you need to do to be able to provide spiritually, financially, you know, be able to provide for yourself and know your finances, but also know what your spouse's love language is when you have a significant other um, practice your devotions and praying and solidify that before you get into those situations.
2: Yeah. I would say the big one is looking at, you know, not doing those big three, you know, those mistakes, Mm -hmm. like making sure those big life mistakes aren't even close to being a part of your life. And then also like thinking like long about the future and what, you know, is coming next. You know, if you're like, what do I, what am I going to do for a career? Meet with business people, meet with different people and, you know, really seek advice on that. You know, maybe it's, I don't know who my, you know, who I'm going to marry, seek, you know, seek counsel about things and let those kind of be like the start of you preparing to provide. Um, so I would say that's a good,
1: this might be dumb, but I thought of this example, um, when I was younger and I used to go to the dentist, um, you know, you know, if you're in chair for a while and if your mouth's open, how can I almost cramps up? Like it Uh would like, almost get sore from like your mouth just being open so i used to like on the way my drive over i just i kept my mouth open i'm not (laughs) sure why it's like practice in a sense there's (laughs) an idea of like i want to be prepared before i get there that way i'm used to this feeling and so i kind of like thought of that like you know you might be single you might not you know be close to getting married or being a provider but Start like practicing and preparing now, so that you get you get used to that feeling. So when it comes, like you're prepared. That's a great yeah. example. Honestly, it was pretty good.
2: No, I mean, that was I'm serious. That, that was, was great. fantastic. <laughs> great good job.
1: job. Okay. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Close us out.
1: Yeah, of course. I'd love to. Well, Nick, thank you for uh, for hopping on this episode. Really appreciate you. You're welcome. You might come thank back you, next time. We'll see. <laughs>
0: we'll see. Um, we'll see how our listeners uh, respond. Yeah.
2: <laughs> get a huge spike in viewership. <laughs> we'll
1: oh, Nick's on it. That I don't lie, bro. That's don't lie. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Anyway, um, all right. If you <laughs> if you like this episode, you can give us not five but six stars reviews.
0: But if you can't do six, five is still good. All right, yeah, we'll take what we can get. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> you, f- you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can. That's kind of cool. No. No. <laughs> Just keep accent. going. Keep Twitter. rolling. I'm struggling. <laughs> you can send us an email with any questions you might have. Uh, What's the email? Us at CultivateAndKeep.com oh, Cultivate There we go Corey, chill <laughs> He has his he has his hand on like the stop button Just <laughs> making me nervous right. It's painful Okay, I can lean back now
0: <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening <laughs> We'll see you next time <laughs>